number for this. What is nothing? Now that's deep. What in the fuck are we doing here? Back. Free socks. What is something? That's deep, bro. Welcome to That's Deep Bro, Serious Questions with Silly People. Uh, I'm your host, Christina Pajitsky. Sorry, I got I have too much shit going on. I've, it's one of those days where I'm I just uh, I'm ahead of myself. <laughs> I gotta I gotta chill the fuck out is what I have to do. I gotta slow it down before something uh, before something happens. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, today's episode I did marriage, uh, why get married? And so today I thought I would cover why have kids? I think, um, you know, uh, growing up, I I never thought of children as being something positive. <laughs> hmm. That's troubling. And I would even argue that having children is, is uh, kind of narcissistic and uh, a little bit selfish. Yeah. So there you go. What? But uh, before that, I just want to thank you for listening to the program. And also, if you would do your shopping on Amazon, uh, please, if you do your shopping on Amazon, please use my banner. That's deepbropodcast.com. You click on the banner at the bottom of every single blog post. And what that does is like, you just do your shopping as you normally would. And it kicks back some coin to my show. It helps. It helps. It helps me and my child and my child. <laughs> yeah isn't that funny Ugh. okay um anything else i don't think so i think i think that's all i have so all right let's let's go Sleepy head, put on some clothes, shake up your bed. Put another log on the fire for me. I made some breakfast and coffee. Look out my window, what do I see? Crack in the sky and a hand reaching down to me. All the nightmares came today, and it looks as though they're here to stay. The golden ones Written in vain Written it all By a puzzled man Who questioned What we were here for All the strangers Came today And it looks as though Let me make it plain Gotta 
Yeah. Yeah. Why have kids, man? Why have kids? It seems like the the hardest thing to do. And it's it's so uh well, I mean, look, I'm I'm preggers right now as I'm recording this. I'm I'm uh, 3 weeks away from giving birth theoretically, hopefully. And um how did I get here? <laughs> Cuz I didn't I didn't want kids for such a long time. I grew up in an environment I I didn't think my parents much enjoyed raising a child. Um I I never understood why why people would say things like oh it's such a joy having children oh it's a joy just because i didn't really experience it that way i i saw it being i saw my parents really <laughs> not enjoying the process of being parents my father to this day i swear to god to this day he's 69 years old i'm 39 when we eat lunch together and we talk about this kid that's coming, he's always like, oh, I remember when you were a baby. And I'm thinking, like, I always hope the story's going to change, that he's going to regale me with these wonderful, sweet stories, these tender moments of enjoying a newborn. <laughs> but no. <laughs> My father will go on and on about how... You were so colicky, you cried all the time. God, I didn't sleep for years. Ugh. So basically, my dad, like what happened 38 years ago, my dad still can't get over, right? He's still upset that I kept him up. <laughs> How many years? 38, 39 years ago. He's still upset about that. Still takes it personally, by the way, that I had colic colicky i was colicky and he seems to think that that was intentional on my part um <laughs> uh, i don't know so for the longest time i just i i assumed that people had children by default or that people had kids by accident you know or because they felt they should but i it was not in my realm of um of thought to think that people would enjoy having children, that they would enjoy the process of raising something so vulnerable and, and all of this. I just, it, and I, I remember the first time I met my husband's family, and um, they're so sweet and warm and such warm and fuzzy people as opposed to my Eastern blocky, uh, cold, uh, <laughs> cold, uh, unemotional um like my family, you get mocked basically if you have feelings about anything. If you express a feeling, you're you're instantly shamed and mocked for it. You're you're met with sarcasm, and and so that's how I grew up. But my husband's family is not that way. Excuse me. They're so sweet and they're so into children. Uh, you know, like they're the kinds of people that are like, oh, I remember when Tommy was a little boy. He was so sweet and so beautiful and the long legs. And I'm like, what? The other day I asked my father, I go, Dad, how much did I weigh when I was born? He goes, ah, I don't know, normal? Normal. <laughs> I asked my mother-in-law, how much did Tommy, my husband, weigh when he was born? Oh, he was, uh, you know, eight pounds, three ounces. And then his sister was 
you know, seven pounds, two ounces and the other. And like she rattled off multiple children's weights <laughs> at birth. My dad, one kid, too much to remember. That's too much information for one man to store uh, his daughter's birth weight. Can you fucking believe that? God, it's no wonder I'm a comedian. It's no wonder I'm in uh, psychotherapy every week just going over this shit. But uh, yeah, so so I didn't really have a positive outlook on on children, that's for sure. And and I got to be honest with you, and and I know this is not going to make me likable, but I I I still kind of don't give a fuck about other people's kids. Yeah. Kind of don't. I don't like baby showers. I don't like going to them. I certainly didn't have one myself. I, um, on Facebook, I, I'm not one of those people I've never have been where I, I go, Ooh, Oh, look at the, look at my friend's baby. Like, no dude, I, I kind of don't care. I care more about people's dogs and cats. Like I get really excited when I see, uh, someone got a new dog. I'd be like, Oh, that's so cool. Wow. Look at that cute little face. Um, but babies, I just, I've never felt warm and squishy towards. Um, obviously, I don't feel that way towards my impending child. I feel very warm and squishy, and, and I've, I've changed a lot over the years. Clearly, uh, I'm pregnant now, so obviously something has shifted inside of me. But for the longest time, I don't know. <laughs> I've been told that's okay to not feel warmly towards other people's children, but to love one's own. I mean, I'm not saying I fucking hate uh, uh, other people's kids. I just, I just, I'm not the kind of woman who was ever like, let me hold the baby. I would love to babysit. Wow, isn't that, like, I just don't, I've, I've held a newborn infant once in my life. My sister-in-law's baby, I held, I held him when he was born. That was the first time. I've never changed a diaper. I've, I've never, I don't know what the fuck anything is. Um... When I had to buy stuff for my baby, I have no idea. I, I don't know. So this is an all-new adventure uh, for myself, for me. But um, <laughs> I'm ready, and, I, and I, I feel a little bit differently than I did growing up, obviously. I feel a lot different than I did. Uh, I think I, I see... I see... I mean, I think what shifted in me is I got older, and I got more mellow and I think there's a point in your existence in your adult life where you go all right well I mean I've been out to every restaurant in LA I've traveled everywhere I've done a lot of cool stuff what am I gonna do with the rest of my life am I just gonna keep drinking and traveling and I mean all that stuff's fun and like I I still like that but you know what I'm saying? Like, it just feels like there's something bigger that needs to happen. Or maybe there's something I could give to somebody else. And I think that was the um, the catalyst for me wanting to, to have children. And also being in a good relationship where I felt really safe and really loved. And, uh, and, and I trust my husband so much and we built a great life. And so I think this is a great place to have a good environment to to have a child, I think. And um yeah. And I'm fucking old. Like it's now or never, you know. It's now or never. This is it. This is the last stop before Tardtown. I'm 39. I got to do this now or never. 
And, uh, but I wanted to, it's not just a biological thing. I mean, it took, um, it took me a while to get preggers. This wasn't like I just flipped a switch and it happened. So uh, this is very deliberate and I very much want my child and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to figuring out what this parenthood thing is all about. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But let's take a look at what's going on. It's interesting because a lot of people aren't having uh, kids anymore. There's this Time article that just came out in April. Let's see. Uh, uh, uh. Only half of American adults are married today compared to around 70% in 1960. Let's see. Uh, The share of interracial marriages has doubled since 1980. Good. 37 states and the District of Columbia now recognize same-sex marriage. Great. More men than ever are becoming single fathers. More mothers are becoming family breadwinners. Cool. More children are being born outside of marriage. A Pew Research Center study from 2010 found that 20% of American women now end their childbearing years without having born a child, compared to 10% in the 1970s. During that time, the public has become more accepting of these women, but 38% of Americans surveyed for that study felt this trend was bad for society. Oh, no. (laughs) When it comes to some other changes to the American family, such as marrying someone of a different race or women working outside the home, the public has said in greater numbers that these trends were good for or at least didn't harm society. Okay. Interesting. Well... Yeah, so a lot of women are opting out, and I don't blame them. Uh, I mean, listen, you're allowed to have a life outside of children. Clearly, I've led one for many, many years. I've enjoyed being childless. I've enjoyed just bouncing around, doing what I fucking want to do with my husband. Yeah, it's not it's not the end of the world if you don't have them, for sure. And I don't advocate everybody doing it. Like, no, nah, I'm not one of those people... I know I have a relative now who just sends me fucking relentless articles about breastfeeding and mommy and this and that. And I'm like, ah, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not there yet, guys. I'm not on board with all this crap. I think, I think I, you can do it your way. You know, you don't need to be a perfect mom. I, I think that doesn't exist. I think there's no such thing as uh, a super mom. I see a lot of women in my neighborhood trying to do it and, uh, <sighs> <laughs> I remember last Christmas. Fuck. Last Christmas, like I live in a neighborhood where Santa Claus comes. Like some guy at the fire department dresses up and he rides a sled down your block and uh and all the kids come out and it's like so it's cute as shit, right? And I remember one of my neighbors, this woman is like the perfect mom. You know what I mean? She's pumped out like, I think they have like five kids, but she's skinny. You know, she does Pilates. She keeps it together. She's a blonde lady, like super nice, just super nice white blonde lady and her nice white husband, you know, and they have white people names like Caleb and Tristan and (laughs) Skylar and Tanner, Cooper, 
Uh, and I'll never forget. So Santa was coming down the street, and this woman, I fucking admire it. I'm not, I'm not shitting on this. I, I, I admire it. I wish I was this woman. I'm never going to be this woman, but I admire it. She came out with a silver tray and like a silver, beautiful pitcher, I guess is what that's called, or a carafe, I don't fucking know, of hot cocoa, like a silver. And then the mugs all matched on the silver tray. And there was assorted treats and peppermint sticks and um, just everything a child could possibly want on the silver fucking tray. And I saw her come out and holding the tray. Boys, boys, I have your cocoa. And I was like, you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> this exists. Like that somebody took the time to buy a tray for the cocoa and put the cocoa in a silver container. I don't even know what they're called. And uh, and I was like, wow, these guys, these boys, these these children are gonna have a really hard time finding a woman to fill these shoes that this lady has set up because that's that's intense yeah so anyways that's not i i can't do it i i I admire it and i'm envious of people that can but yeah get your life i can't mommy i can't do it um but i will argue and, and i don't uh I, you know, for the longest time, I've always felt that having children, here's the thing. I, uh, the one part of me goes, absolutely. I want to give of myself. I want, I love my husband. I will, I want to create this third person in our lives. Um, because we're, we can, we're financially stable enough. We have enough love in our hearts to give to a third. And that's to me, good reason to have a child, um, to really actively want to bring a third person into, into the relationship essentially is what you're doing. <laughs> Weird. But I do think, you know, so that you've got that one side that's like altruistic and I'm going to give of myself uh, and, and I want to. And then I think, and if you really are honest with yourselves, those of us procreating, um, there's also a part of us that is narcissistic. Right? I mean, if I'm such a good person and I want to bring so much love into the world and give of myself, why don't I adopt? Why not help somebody who, you know, has a horrible life in the Ukraine or Africa somewhere and I could change their life? Well, because they don't have my DNA. (laughs) Because my DNA is the best and my husband's is the best and together we're going to make the best. So there, honestly, there is a little bit of, of narcissism, of selfishness to making your own bio children versus adopting a ton of children that need parents. And uh, yeah, hey, I admit to it. I'm a bit of a narcissist. I want to see, see my, my face in my baby and my husband's in my baby's uh, face. It is. It's selfish. Having kids is kind of selfish when you think about it because i mean look there's enough fucking people on this planet that's for sure we don't need another person and i gotta tell you judging by the iqs of the most of the motherfuckers i meet we certainly don't need any more average basic motherfuckers because there's plenty of those jesus christ i mean and everyone thinks their kid is a genius they're not 
They're not. I'm not going to rush my kid through grades and levels of development. And trust me, between me and my husband, we're not having a genius. And that's totally fine. That's to- totally fine. Doesn't have to be. Uh, it's a financial drain. It's a resource drain to have a child. It's annoying to other people. Um, I had a family dinner recently, and I had a relative who has a, a young, like a two-year-old, and the entire fucking dinner, the kid was running amok, running around the restaurant, screaming, and and I saw other people dining, and I saw their faces of these childless adults who were like, you got to be kidding me. Someone's got to put a wrap on this kid. And I agree. These people didn't sign up to have your two-year-old running around and ruining their goddamn dinner. I, t- I totally get it. And I can hear you, you parents out there shaking your head. Well, wait until you have a kid just waiting. And you- I know. I get it. It's hard. I know. Wait until I have one. I get it. But let me tell you something, kiddos. My parents, for all their faults, I was raised European. And I'm tell- most Europeans don't let their fucking kids do that stuff. Well, maybe the French. They're animals. But I, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Ah, what was I going to talk about? My brain is a scramble. Hold on. Oh, and another thing that really chaps my asshole is uh, people see that I'm pregnant, and, and the first thing is they ask you the same five fucking questions. Um, when are you due? What are you having? Are you excited? Which is, to me, the most stupid thing to ask anybody who's pre- Clearly, you're excited. <laughs> I, I chose to have this child. Obviously, I'm in it to win it. Uh and then what they like to do, strangers, not all, but, but a lot I've been getting, is the dream crushing. Like, they love to tell you how hard it is to have a kid. Well, you better enjoy the quiet now, because it's so hard. <laughs> like, okay. Who, why, why are you spirit crushing a pregnant lady? Like, could you not do... Obviously, I've heard that it's hard to have a kid. Do you think that this is the fucking... That I've been raised in a vacuum... Uh, raised by feral dogs and I've never heard this proposition that children are difficult and that it's a challenge to raise you think I've never heard that I'm 39 years old I am not 19 I'm not some teenage pregnant mom like yeah yes asshole I know stop dream crushing pregnant ladies it's rude and stop asking me if I'm having twins that is the fucking worst god there you go that's my rant I wanted to play this great clip of uh, George Carlin. Oh, I just love him. He talks about child worship. This is from his last special um, that he did, and he was so he's so fantastic. He was always so fucking amazing. Child worship, and he's right. We our culture went nuts somewhere along the line, and I I sense it now, even with um. There's so I think it's just the commodification of childhood now. I don't think it's anything insidious. I just think that there's so much money to be made with the baby world, and people are making it, and you know people get on board uh, with all of that crap. <laughs> okay, here's Carlin on child worship. Fucking fantastic. Uh, two ideas which aren't always mutually exclusive, by the way. I'd like to mention a special kind of bullshit that has taken hold in this country in the last 30 to 40 years. It's a form of bullshit that really only can be called child worship. 
It's child worship. It's this excessive devotion to children. I'm talking about today's professional parents, these, these obsessive diaper sniffers who are overscheduling and overmanaging their children and robbing them of their childhoods. Even the simple act of playing. Even the simple act of playing has been taken away from children and put on mommy's schedule in the form of play dates. Something that should be spontaneous and free is now being rigidly planned. When does a kid ever get to sit in the yard with a stick anymore? You know, just sit there with a fucking stick. Do today's kids even know what a stick is? You know? But you know something? A kid shouldn't be wasting his time with a stick anyway. If he's four years old, he should be home studying for his kindergarten entrance exams. Do you know about that shit? Oh, they have them now. Yeah, yeah. There are places that have kindergarten entrance exams. The poor little fuck. The poor little fuck. He can barely locate his dick. You know? And... And already he's being pressured to succeed. Pressured to succeed for the sake of the parents. Isn't this really just a sophisticated form of child abuse? And speaking of that, speaking of child abuse. Speaking of child abuse, next stop, grade school. Grade school, where he won't be allowed to play tag because it encourages victimization. And he won't be allowed to play dodgeball because it's exclusionary. And it promotes aggression. Standing around is still okay. Standing around is still permitted, but it won't be for long because sooner or later some kid is going to be standing around and his foot will fall asleep and his parents will sue the school and it'll be goodbye fucking standing around. Yeah. Now, fortunately, all is not lost. All is not lost because at least we know that when he does get to play whatever games he is allowed to play, the child will never lose. We know he'll never lose because in today's America, no child ever loses. There are no losers anymore. Everyone's a winner. No matter what the game or sport or competition, everybody wins. Everybody wins, everybody gets a trophy, no one is a loser. No child these days ever gets to hear those all-important character-building words. You lost, Bobby. You lost. You're a loser, Bobby. They miss out on that. You know what they tell a kid who lost these days? You were the last winner. A lot of these kids never get to hear the truth about themselves until they're in their 20s. When their boss calls them in and says, Bobby, clean the shit out of your desk and get the fuck out of here, you're a loser. <laughs> there you go. George Carlin, the best, the best, the best. Yeah, playing with a fucking stick. Remember that? Play dates. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, what is going to happen to me? <laughs> Who have I become? Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. So I've decided to, since I'm not technically a parent yet, I'm still gestating a person. I thought I would call somebody who really enjoys having children, um, who's a very funny person, and who gets it, and I, I don't know. 
I mean, I'm excited for this baby. Don't get me wrong. I really am. I'm so fucking excited and I'm over the moon and it's a decision that I'm glad I made. But I got to wonder, why do people do this? It's a bit insane. So I'm going to Skype in uh, with Greg Fitzsimmons. He's been on the show before. We discussed depression. The very funny Greg Fitzsimmons. Okay, so with me is a fantastic Greg Fitzsimmons. Thank you so much for doing this, Greg. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. It's very apropos because I just woke up. I made some <laughs> pancakes for the family. My uh, my mother's here. It's very uh, it's very familyish, and I'm so happy to get the fuck out of the room for a few minutes. <laughs> How's it going with your mom? It's good, you know. She's she's a very upbeat person. Uh oh. Which which is tough for eight days straight when it's always uh, the energy's uh, pinned up there pretty high. <laughs> And, um, but she's a great lady. She's a very sweet, loving person and, uh, you know, mixed bag. Yeah, of of course. Everybody, I mean, does anybody not get annoyed by their parents? No, because they're, it's like the worst part to me is that all the things that I really dislike about myself, (laughs) I see in her, like I can (laughs) see how insecure she is and, uh, I can see how she's like, tries to over compliment people sometimes like all these little things that I catch myself doing. I'm like, Oh, I got it all from you. (laughs) And there's, and there's really no way to, to not give that stuff to your kids. Do you see that in your children? Like Uh, a little bit, a little bit of my daughter, I think. And I think part of it is biological. I think that your, your brain is wired in some ways to be, um, insecure to just be, you know, you're, you're, you're in your head, which I think is what insecurity is. You just, you know, you can't step out of your own head and just be present. Yeah. And I I can see her sometimes struggling with that. Oh, um, so yeah. So the topic is why have kids? And you said you have a daughter, you have two children, a girl and a boy. And how old are they? My son's 15 and my daughter's 12. Okay. So like, we just saw each other. I just did your show. Uh, and You were fantastic. Thank we you. had a great time. Thank you. I, I can't wait to I can't wait for people to hear it. And um you know I'm See about, that I just overprayed. You did, you, you did. I, did. I, I know. I didn't wanna I didn't wanna call you. I don't wanna make you insecure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to <laughs> uh, but you're you're amazing. I love Greg Fitzsimmons. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm about to embark on this journey of parenthood and you seem to really dig it. Um, I grew up in a house where raising children didn't seem very fun. It didn't seem like my parents were having a great time. (laughs) So why have kids, Greg? Why, why is this a good decision that I'm making? I think, you know, the key is that you didn't do it at 19. And I think having kids young is a bad thing because you haven't, you're always going to be looking at everybody else and seeing what they're doing and, you know, you've lived, you've gone out, you've had multiple sexual partners, <laughs> you've traveled. So you know. many. Oh, my God. So many. <laughs> <laughs> what did we come up with, seven the other day, or was it eight? I'm not telling remember. you the exact number. I'm. How dare you? <laughs> not until I hear yours. What's your exact number? I'm just saying that the more you had, the, had, the ha- happier you're going to be once you have kids, because you won't look back. But I think that, yeah, having them a little bit later in life is good, because, um, you know, you 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 you're, you're kind of bored. You've had brunch enough times, and you've gone to you know midnight showings of Rocky Horror Picture. I don't know what people do when they don't have kids. Right, 
Right. Yeah. We said this on your show that it gets a life gets a bit masturbatory, and and you right. kinda, you kind of go, is that all there is? Should I be giving back to someone else at this point? Like, what what the fuck else am I going to do? Really? It's just I. I want to hug people more often than people really want to hug me. I'm kind of annoying about hugging. And as a matter of fact, I feel like I hugged you twice the other day and you might've pulled back from me a little earlier than I was ready to let go. I did not. I love, I know never. I, I welcome your hugs. I love them. Okay. So what's, tell me the truth. Tell me the honest to God truth. What's the best part about having kids and what's the worst part? And your children will never hear this. The best part really is the hugs. Like when you have a baby and that motherfucker is laying on your chest and sleeping and his little mouth is right against your neck and he's breathing mm. and you feel his warmth and you just feel like, you feel like this is part of me, you know? It's this really intense feeling of, um, you know, you're expanding into the universe, if I can sound kind of corny, yeah. but like that, that there's something growing that's, that's you and uh and that you become bigger because of it well isn't that that kind of narcissistic a little bit you know like it's the me this is the me show well i think reproducing is the ultimate form of narcissism totally i I mean i don't i don't like what you said i don't necessarily know about um i'm doing this to do something good for the universe like i i think that might feel that way after the fact like when i look back now i i think you know, I've I've put two really good human beings on the earth, which is a great thing, but it's not why I did it. It's not. I did it to replicate my fantastic <laughs> genes. Right. That's what I'm saying is that, you know, if you and I were really altruistic, great people, we would adopt some Ukrainian or African baby who needs us. But we're so convinced that our DNA is so amazing that we want to pass it along. We want more, more of us, more me in the world. Well, my, I almost feel like I want to reproduce my wife more than I wanted to reproduce <laughs> me. And I'm, I'm hopeful that her DNA kicked my DNA's ass in the womb. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I feel the same way. I have such low self-esteem like you do. I feel the same way. I actually hope this kid is more Tommy than me. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, they say that the, the better genes do take over, but is that, um, is that right? well, my son is my son is already an inch and a half taller than me. And he's only fifteen. He's going to say he's going to be six foot one. I'm five eight, oh, and that that presents a very edible problem <laughs> because I've never hit him, and now I realize like that ship sailed. Right, you could have been hitting him this whole time, and you you didn't. Are you bummed out <laughs> and you about can't that? Go back. You can't go. You can't back. go back. And if I hit him now, he might hit me back. And if he kicks my ass, I gotta move. I can't stay in this house. Well, isn't there something in that 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 when when your boy becomes a teenager, he wants to challenge the father, like on some some level, some physical level or something? I don't know. Some unconscious. No, it's just the opposite. I try to wrestle with him, and he he plays uh, possum. He won't fight back. <laughs> well, well, that's he's, good. He's, well, he's a black belt in taekwondo. And oh. he plays soccer seven days a week, and he's in amazing shape. And oh. he could, I could still take him because I'm angry, and ultimately <laughs> he would be intimidated by me. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think he's afraid that he could take me. Oh, my God. I hope not. So, so then, okay, so that's the good Oh, yeah, part. and he wants to have sex with my wife. Do you think what? so? Consciously? 
<laughs> really had a pull. It's so weird. And then, okay, so so those are the good parts: the the cuddles, the hugs, the love, the extension of yourself. Um, which I get, I totally, yeah, I see that. And then what what sucks the most? Be well. Honest. And I hate to say this to you now, but the sleeplessness really is, you will get pushed about as far as you can get pushed. Fuck. You know, it's really, it's, it's basic training in the, uh, in the, uh, army seals, no. Navy seals. And, um, you know, you just have to find a way to like support each other so that you take shifts and that you get, if you have in-laws that can be helpful at all to dump them off on them as much as possible. If you can afford a nanny, get a nanny for, you know, two or three days a week. So you can go out and shop and see a movie and whatever. But like whatever you can afford in that first year, do it because you have to survive the first year. That's the hardest part. Yeah. So the first, the first year, I'm so scared. You have no idea. Cause I, I hear this and I, I know, and, and as, as comedians, We've created a career in which you can sleep ten hours a day um, on the road and not. I just slept you know, nine and a half hours. Yeah, I just woke up. I woke up a half an hour ago. Of course, so that's why we don't work nine to five jobs. So okay, so the sleeplessness, and then what about after that? What sucks? What sucks after after infancy? Um, what about you and your wife? I, that's what I'm worried about. Is that I don't want to grow apart from my husband. I want to have sex with him still. I want to like. I want our relationship to be. Good. I think it will because it's already so solid. Again, like I think that young people have a hard time because the the they, they didn't build the foundation. You guys have built the foundation. You do a goddamn podcast together. It doesn't get any closer than that. You think so? And, yeah. The podcast. <laughs> I think the podcast is what'll save you. I hope so. Um, but no, I think it's like uh, you're 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 adults. You're mature, evolved adults, and you'll do what you need to do to keep the relationship alive. And the problem is, is that you get so tired that you start to go into this survival mode where you don't do anything beyond what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And I guess you got to just like once in a while, you know, just make sure that you go out on dates. Dates are huge, and then have a rule where you're not allowed to talk about the baby on dates. Yeah. God, because that's all your world is, is baby world, baby world, baby world. Talk about the news, gossip about your friends, you know, do something different. And can I ask you this, honestly, when you, do you give a fuck about other people's kids? Um, marginally, <laughs> right. you know, they really have to be cute kids, though. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I have no interest in annoying kids. Yeah. If they're not good kids, and, and if it's a good kid, I love the fuck out of them. I, I will play with a kid for an hour. Yeah. I really, I love good, cheerful, <laughs> engaging children yeah. who, uh, you know, who want to play and are, don't, don't hide between their parents' legs. If you hide between your parents' legs for long <laughs> than five minutes, you're dead to me. Okay. And you can quote me on that. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a little conflicted. Like, when I go on Facebook and I see my friends posting uh, the hilarious conversations they've had with their children. I don't find them funny and I don't, I kind of don't care. And I'm, I'm like yeah. kind of worried. Like, am I a sociopath because of this? Does this mean I won't like my kid? But I don't think so. Now you got to stay yourself. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to become a parent, quote unquote, you know, be yourself. And that's the best way to raise your kid because they, they, if they're around somebody who's being organic and genuine, they'll be organic and genuine. That's it. 
Yeah. And if you play the role of a parent, they'll play the role of a fucking baby and be a pain in the ass. <laughs> so, I, and I said, but I do think it's important to raise your kid to engage well with 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 adults. You know, starting at a very young age, have them look them in the eye. You know, yeah. encourage them to to you know um, talk to other parents. Don't don't let them hide between your legs. It's really it's really a bad uh, it's bad for them. I Nobody agree. will like them. I agree. Or when you go into someone's house and the kids are playing the video games and they don't or watching TV and they don't even look up to acknowledge right. the adult. No. That's like, are you fucking kidding me? What kind of antisocial uh, sociopath are you raising? Like, no, say hello, right. say goodbye, say thank you. Yeah, I, I, and that's up bump. to you. You know, when people come over, we turn off the TVs, we turn off the video games, and there's a t- at least ten minute presentation of the family to whoever's coming over. Oh, we do our dog and pony show. Everybody. <laughs> catches them up if there's a skill one of them has bring it out play guitar dance <laughs> right You've, i mean i don't care if they're doing prop comedy do right. something <laughs> you make them entertainers early right right seek that, approval yes that's the best you know it's that's the best way to do it early <laughs> nothing makes me crazier when you meet like a, a toddler and then the parents like tell tell them say your phrase do your trick do your yeah. trick, and you're like, no, 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 don't, don't start that with this kid. That he needs to do a trick for my approval. Like that's how right. you create comedians. Don't do that shit to this kid. Let, yeah, let this person be a person. Yeah, I think there's a fine line in between letting them play video games and making them tap dance. But you know, yeah. to, to, it'll give them. Kind of, I mean, look, the, in life, I really think that you you like somebody or dislike them in the first ten seconds, and when you meet somebody and they have a decent handshake and they look you in the eye and they smile. You know, that's 90% of the relationship just happened. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, you've got to learn that at a young age. Yeah, I agree. So, okay, so that's the worst part. But, okay, I'm trying to think of other questions I had for you. So you and the wife are cool. You guys, you managed to maintain some. Incident? We had sex two well, days ago. That's right. I remember you saying that. That's great. It's going to be a little slow now with my mom here. Yeah, that's always creepy. We'll that's sneak no, one in. That's no good. And, uh. Yeah, things are good. She's really, I can, you know, I am just flabbergasted by how lucky I got. She's just, um, she's, she's, fox. Just she's really so, attractive. She, and she's just so cool. She just is a great listener and she's compassionate and she's, you know, knowledgeable. She's just like this person you want to be around all the time. That's so good. And it's good to hear people say that about marriage because I think everyone likes to shit on marriage. Like it's cool to shit on your spouse, which I don't agree with at all. Yeah, no, it's lame. Hey, were you ever afraid that your child would become a sociopath or, or like a heroin addict? Yeah, I mean, it's probably one of my biggest fears. You know, my daughter becoming hoary or, or my kids <laughs> getting on heroin. You know, it's really, uh, it's because it's not in your control. And you see the movies where, you know, the kid is off in a crack house somewhere. And like, you know, six months earlier, they were playing... <laughs> you know, softball on the on the high school team or whatever, and you just are like, wow, they can happen that fast. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's a slow. Because I was hanging out with bad kids for a long time before I was yeah. doing bad things. You guys are normal. I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. God bless. I hope so. Yeah. Well, so what do you think? My decision to have a child is a good one. You think this is going to be okay for me? I'm so proud of you. I okay. think that you've done so much work on yourself, and okay. I think that it's like. If you've done all that work, it's like you've built a foundation. Now build the house. Okay. Well, you know? I'm going to, I'm, uh, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. And I, I'm going to hold you responsible. So if I hate this, it's all your fault. 
Thank you. Make me the godfather. I'll adopt that kid. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. All right. It's going to be great. Thank you, Greg Fitzsimmons. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, New Year's Eve, Portland, Oregon at the Helium Comedy Club. Come on out. Oh, that's a very good club. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Very yeah, fun. Yeah, it'll be good. Well, go see Greg if you're in the area and listen to his show. What's your show called? Fitz, Fitz Dog Radio. Radio. And um, thank you, Greg, so much. I really appreciate it. All right, thanks. Good luck. If I don't talk to you before, then have a great experience. Thank you, and good luck with your mom. All right, thanks. All right, bye, dude. Bye. So there you go. I have Greg Fitzsimmons' approval of having this child. And, um, okay, I think that's all I needed was his blessing. And uh, I'm going to go forward. I'm going to do it. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah. So I guess what I got from that conversation is don't have kids young. Maybe that's the... I think biologically that's the best time to have kids is when you're young because uh, it's not easy when you're an older broad like me to get preggers, but definitely the young young people. It's so confusing to be young. Why add, why add family life to that confusion, right? <sighs> there you go. Why have kids? Why have kids? <laughs> Just don't do it young. That's the takeaway you get from today. It's that. So there you go. That's it. That's been Deep Bros. Uh, thank you, Greg Fitzsimmons, for calling, or for me calling him. Uh, thank you for listening, and I uh, hope this has been somewhat enlightening and fun, and who the fuck knows. Just uh, enjoy your life, guys. It goes by so fast, right? It goes by so fast. Enjoy every day that you wake up and you're alive, and uh, you're not living in a box in New Delhi. And... Uh, and you've got a cheeseburger in your mouth. You've got a dog to cuddle. You've got a cat. I don't know what you have. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right, guys. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, ay, ay, ay. I hope my child never listens to this. Here's, here's that. There's that. All right, guys, take care. Until next time, that's been Deep Bro. Philosophize with. Yeah, it's Christina P, aka Miss Jeans. This ain't your mom's house. It's a different theme. Gotta be critically thinking. Like you caught up at a cocktail party, our thoughts start to sink in. John Locke. Or was it Socrates, Aristotle or Plato, maybe Hippocrates Got us talking all properly, topically Just a comedian discussing these philosophies Serious questions, silly people What's that? That's deep, bro It is the ultimate metaphor for life, and you know what that is? What? That's deep, bro That's deep, bro